Welcome to another installment of Heads Up, it's your boy Chico. Um, today we're going heads up with something I've been going heads up with for a long fucking time. Um, it's just to attack on language. Okay, uh, excuse me, you got a, a huge percentage of fuckers out here dedicated to misleading you. Misleading you with with information that should not be able to mislead you. But what these people do is they morph and adjust and modify the language so much that a normal conversation is indistinguishable from complete bullshit. So I found a ton of videos, some stuff I've just been watching for years, some stuff I just dug up. But I'm like, we're going to go heads up against this attack on language, you know, because it's it's probably the most instrumental component in the the decline of the culture like why everything like like we can't people can't even answer what is a woman because the definition of woman it hasn't actually changed but within a certain demographic people want it to change so bad and they can't change it so what they do is they try to like beat you over the head with it until you just accept it and be like fuck it okay a woman's a draft whatever like i don't care but you can't do that because that's the biggest L you can hold. Like that, this, this, I made fun of somebody else talking about what 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 Republicans need. Like they need you to not do research. They need you to take everything they say at face value, and they need you to think impulsively, emotionally, and irrationally. And because if you take a second and you think any of this shit through, it won't even make it past the test. This shit won't even test out. So. We're going to watch a couple, uh, what is that? What do you want? Weather, what's going on? About the rain? Yeah, of course. It's a fucking moist-ass climate. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're going to uh, watch a couple segments of George Carlin. going to pull up a couple other videos because it's jokes. But what, what he's saying is funny, but it's true. Like, don't miss the message hidden behind the laughter. Like, this, this shit is abysmal. So, without further ado, I'm handing over to Uncle George. I call this piece advertising. <laughs> Quality, values, style, service, selection, convenience, economy, savings, performance, experience, hospitality, low rates, friendly service, name brands, easy terms, affordable prices, money back guarantee, free installation. <laughs> Free admission, free appraisal, free alterations, free delivery, free estimates, free home trial, and free parking. No cash, no, no problem. problem. <laughs> no kidding, no fuss, no must, no risk, no obligation, no red tape, no hidden charges, no down payment, no entry fee, no purchase necessary, no one will call on you, no payments or interest till December, and no, no parking. parking. <laughs> Limited time only, though, so act now, order today, send no money, offer good while supplies last, two to a customer, each item sold separately, batteries not included, mileage may vary. All sales are final, allow six weeks for delivery, some items not available, some assembly required, some restrictions may apply. Shop by mail, order by phone, try it in your home, get one for your car. All entries become our property, employees not eligible, entry fees not refundable, local restrictions apply, void where prohibited, except in Indiana. 
So come on in. Come on in for a free demonstration and a free consultation with our friendly professional staff. Our courteous and knowledgeable sales representatives will help you make a selection that's just right for you and just right for your budget. And say, don't forget to pick up your free gift. A classic, deluxe, custom, designer, luxury, prestige, high-quality, premium, select, gourmet, pocket flashlight. <laughs> and, and if you act now, we'll include an extra added free complimentary bonus gift. A classic, deluxe, custom, designer, luxury, prestige, high-quality, premium, select, gourmet, leather-style wallet with detachable keychain and a pencil holder. It's our way of saying thank you. And if you're not completely satisfied, you pay nothing. Simply return the unused portion for a full refund. No questions asked. It's our way of saying thank you. Keep your free gift. Actually, it's our way of saying bend over just a little further and let us stick this big dick into your ass a little bit deeper. Now, like I say, it's jokes, but you see what he does. He said, uh, uh, a limited edition, one-of-a-kind, gourmet, luxury, prestige, top-quality, uh, state-of-the-art pocket uh, leather wallet with detachable keychain and fucking pencil holder. Like, this is what I be talking about when people bombard you with language. Like, all these words are meant to occupy your mind. So, behind the scenes, you can get that big dick stuck into your ass a little bit deeper. <laughs> A little bit deeper. A little bit deeper. A little bit deeper. Continue. Well, you know, whenever you're exposed to advertising in this country, you realize all over again that America's leading industry is still the manufacture, distribution, packaging, and marketing of bullshit. <laughs> High-quality bullshit. World-class designer bullshit, to be sure. Hospital-tested, clinically-proven bullshit, but bullshit nonetheless. And it always amuses me that so many people seem to think that bullshit only comes from certain sources. You know, advertising, politicians, salesmen, not true. Bullshit is everywhere. Bullshit is rampant. Parents are full of shit, teachers are full of shit, clergymen are full of shit, law enforcement people are full of shit. The entire country is completely full of shit. In fact, this country was founded by a group of slave owners who told us that all men are created equal. That is what's known as being stunningly, stunningly full of shit. And you know, I think... And I think people show their ignorance when they say they want politicians to be honest. What are these people talking about? If honesty were suddenly introduced into politics, it would throw everything off. The whole system would collapse. And I think deep down the American people know that. The American people like their bullshit out front, where they can get a good strong whiff of it. He's not bullshitting, like... You look at some of this stuff and you like, how, how, no one is actually held accountable words. Like when somebody does something and they put them up there and they start questioning them and saying all this shit. So you did this and you did that. Like, what, what do you have to say about like blah, 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 blah. And then motherfuckers be like, well, uh, honestly, you know, 
I didn't I didn't do that thing you guys said I did. I know you have evidence that said I did. But what is evidence besides proof that something happened? Like I mean, it's just proof. You know, it's it's, it's one thing if you were there, but I mean, it's just to prove you you just you just you just saying what happened, you know. Everyone was there when I did it. It wasn't a problem when I did it, you know. You just, who who cares about the evidence? Like I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. All this shit, like motherfuckers, just bombard you with words. They just say anything. They just take you on a fuck. Like you can't hold these people accountable with words because they will just bullshit their way out of everything. They will, they they believe it's true. They believe their bullshit is proved true. Fucking me up. They believe that their bullshit is true on the premise that they will never admit it's a lie. So they think as long as that they maintain that that what the dishonesty that they're spewing has some legitimacy, then it's legit. Simply because they refuse to admit that it's that is horseshit. That's what that is. So uh, let's continue. That's why they reelected Clinton. <laughs> Listen. Clinton Huge might be crook. full of shit, but he lets you know it. <laughs> Dole tried to hide it. I'm an honest man. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. People don't believe that shit. Clinton said, hi, I'm full of shit, and how do you like that? And the people said, at least he's honest. At least he's honest about being full of shit. It's like the business world. All businessmen are completely full of shit. Just the worst kind of people you could ever want to run into. Businessmen. And the proof of it is, they don't even trust each other. They don't trust each other. When a businessman is negotiating a deal, the first thing he does is to automatically assume that the other guy is a complete lying prick who's trying to fuck him on the deal. So he has to do everything he can to fuck the other guy a little bit harder and a little bit faster. And then, when it comes to dealing with customers, that's when you get the big smile. That's when you get the big smile. Businessman always has that big smile on his face as he carefully positions himself directly behind the customer and unzips his pants and services the account. We specialize in customer service. You heard that? Now you know what it means. Whoever coined the phrase, let the buyer beware, was probably bleeding from the asshole. Then you have advertising. Advertising is the businessman's cheaply dressed $2 blowjob. Advertising sells you things you don't need and can't afford that are overpriced and don't work. And they do it by exploiting your fears and insecurities. And if you don't have any, they'll be glad to give you a few by showing you a nice picture of a woman with big tits. That's the essence of advertising. Big tits. Threateningly big tits. And speaking of big tits, what about show business? Show business, completely dishonest, corrupt, and full of shit but in a nice way. <laughs> Plenty of expensive drugs and perverted sex. If you're gonna be full of shit, might as well enjoy your work. <laughs> then you have the media, not just the news media, let's include them all. 
the media are almost literally exploding with bullshit because they're located right at the crossroads of all the other bullshit. The media are made up of equal parts, advertising, politics, business, public relations, and show business. These people are sitting right at bullshit junction. There's enough bullshit in the media for Texas to open a branch office. <laughs> And you still have enough left over to start two law firms and a Christian bookstore. <laughs> because, because, folks, I gotta tell you, when it comes to bullshit, truly major league bullshit, you have to stand back in awe, in awe of the all-time heavyweight champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. Organized religion. It's no contest. Religion. I gotta admit, this is not, this is the same segment. This is the same bit he did, or not bit. This is the same special, but different part. But it's still good for what I'm saying, but this ain't what I thought it was. So easily, easily has the best bullshit story of all time. Think about it. Religion has convinced people. That there's an invisible man living in the sky who watches everything you do every minute of every day. And the invisible man has a list of 10 specific things he doesn't want you to do. And if you do any of these things, he will send you to a special place of burning and fire and smoke and torture and anguish for you to live forever and suffer and burn and scream until the end of time. But he loves you. He loves you. Yeah, like I said, that wasn't the one, but, you know, it's George Carlin advertising and bullshit, you know. This is just a part of what they do to further mount the attack one link. You know, they like to change the language, especially leftists. So, uh, you know, that was that was somewhat the right clip. It was a part where he was, uh, I thought I was going to show the one where he was talking about, you know, I got to find it. Fuck it. I got to find it. Like, that other shit can wait. But, uh, food advertising, list of people who ought to be killed. Yeah, here we go. The three categories of brainwashing. No, that's not it. No. Anywho, he basically goes on a bit. You're talking about like partly cloudy became partly sunny. I think it's this one, so we'll just adjust this to whatever I was gonna show. This is this is you know. Matter of fact, let's just look at this first, because I really want to talk about the language. I, I can show you George Carlin anytime. So let's talk about the fucking language, courtesy of Andrew Clavin. Yesterday, I was talking about the fact that political correctness and cancel culture, silencing speech that challenges the dictats of the left, demonizing that speech as racist or sexist or phobic or whatever, actually has the effect of inciting the very sorts of behaviors and feelings you're supposed to be trying to suppress. You tell men they can't object to bad policy because objecting is racist. Eventually, they're going to say, well, to hell with it. The policy is bad, so I'll be racist then. But while censorship is destructive, especially the corrupt and dishonest censorship of the left, 
It's nowhere near as bad as mangling words into nonsense in order to achieve your goals. If the people in this country are divided, they're going to have to be able to reason together. And in order for them to reason together, words have to have agreed upon meanings. And those meanings can't suddenly change on grounds of political expediency or suddenly be deemed hateful when they're clearly intended to be nothing of the kind. You can't tell me men menstruate because the very definition of the word man precludes menstruation. You can't accuse me of being against immigration if it's illegal immigration I'm against and make it impossible to have the conversation we need to have. I'm in favor of gay people having legally sanctioned committed relationships, but if I call it marriage, I'll just be lying to you. Dave Rubin always calls it gay marriage, which I think is accurate and civilized and makes it possible for us to discuss the subject without being unkind or dishonest or misunderstood. The left knows that language is a weapon. Control what a person can say, and you may not control his thoughts, but you will chain his thoughts up inside him. What's more, if calling a black person black is respectful one day and a racist slur the next, you're giving yourself the power to make people afraid to speak. That part, like, I'm so tired of hearing the word nigga being referenced as the N-word. Like, first of all, like, you're not going to sit here and get me to believe that white people don't say nigga. I people say nigga. White people say it around me, and it's always in this fashion where, like, they got to kind of, like, throw it out there and see how I react. So they be sitting there drunk or something. It was like, yeah, so I was playing 2K, and then I dumped on that nigga. And I just be like, I've been hearing white people say nigga since I was 13 years old, and we, and we used to body slam them for it. You know, they used to say that to try to get me outraged, so I'll get mad and I get restrained. But once that technique started backfiring, then they started getting mad, and then their whole crusade to to infuriate me with the with the racial slur nigga collapsed in on itself, and we still get the body slam. So it's like this shit just doesn't bother me. Like I understand, like. Nigga is a term of endearment when it needs to be, or, you know, nigga is an N-word when it needs to be, or it's, it's racial hatred when it needs to be. Like, it's it's one of the most flexible and versatile words in the English language next to the word motherfucker. So, what Andrew Clavin is saying is correct. Like, if, if words suddenly change meaning, then there's no common way for us to express ideas without being in a constant state of having to re-clarify. Because now I got to know what the shit means to you. And then I got to know what the shit means originally, which is what it means to me, because I don't really have my own definitions. Like if I need to describe something, I expand my vocabulary in a way to where I can say what I need to say in different words and less words and more words. I can word my way through anything. So all these new words, like I did episode 49, talk about like stealth and, and gay Mary and amalgagender and all this shit. Like these aren't fucking words, man. This is shit you just made up before you rolled out the bed this morning. That's why nobody relates to it and nobody gives a shit because it's completely arbitrary and fabricated like as of this morning. And depending on how, you know, whoever is in charge of that feeling, depending on how they feel tomorrow, it could be something else. And it's my duty to stay on top of that when fuck that. Who wants to do that? Not me. Just to have a conversation with you. Like if we can't agree on the words, the word talking is words. So what the fuck are we gonna talk about? If we're using two different words, like what are we gonna discuss? Even if you spoke Arabic and I spoke English, we gotta have a translator in this motherfucker to talk. Or it's just sound versus sound. The left is great at this. And if we're going to fight back, we're going to have to use real strategy. And yes, I know I'm a broken record on this subject, but 
courage. If we want to talk to one another, if we want to communicate, if we want to reason together, we need to insist on the meanings of words. We need to call things what they are and let the cancel mob do what the mob will do. Everything is tickety-boo, including the massive growth of the Daily Wire YouTube channel. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and catch all our future videos right here on YouTube. Andrew Clavin. Let's see if I can find one more on this leftist language. I saw something that I thought looked like it kind of good. Brother versus other. Okay, no. Wait, problematic. problematic leftist language. Could I do this in place of George Carlin? I've never seen this guy. Skeptical Jesus. Let's let's go out on the limb here. Let's look at Skeptical Jesus. See what he says about uh the left and their attack on language. This man so I'll, I'll I'll go to the George Carlin everyday expressions that don't make sense. What are we looking at? Yeah, we'll jam it in there. Matter of fact, let's just jam it. Fuck it, because that's really what I wanted to show you. And it's really, it really, you know, it gets the job done. And then we'll touch on skeptical Jesus if we got time, which we should have time. Now, this next thing, this next thing is about the English language. It's about little expressions we use. We, we all say and the little sayings and expressions that we use all the time, most of us. And we never really seem to examine these expressions very carefully at all. We just sort of say these things as if they really made sense. Like, legally drunk. Well, if it's legal, what's the fucking problem? Leave my friend alone, officer. He's legally drunk. <laughs> you know you can stick it. Well, why do we always assume everyone knows where they can stick it? Suppose you don't know. Suppose you're a new guy. You have absolutely no idea where to stick it. I think there ought to be a government booklet entitled Where to Stick It. Now that I think of it, I believe there is a government booklet like that. They sent it to you on April 15th. Undisputed heavyweight champion. Well, if it's undisputed, what's all the fighting about? <laughs> it's the quiet ones you gotta watch. Now, I'm gonna just interrupt here real quick. Like, I hope you see how like, he's deliberately misinterpreting these words. Like, this is how language is important because he can take common phrases and funny, but the left doesn't do this. They take phrases and they incite hatred with them. Like you have to, this is, he can say this shit and make you laugh because like, it's because of the way he explains it. Like you understand that he doesn't actually think this, but you know, these are the words we've all agreed upon, which is a pretty fucking necessary component of language. So if like, this is what we agreed upon. This is what he can do with it. This is why you need to be able to pick your words carefully because a motherfucker can spin circles around your ass if you're using this loose ass vague terminology. You know that one, eh? Every time you see a story about a serial killer on TV, what do they do? They bring on the neighbor. And the neighbor says, well, he was always very quiet. And someone in the room says, it's the quiet ones you gotta watch. This sounds to me like a very dangerous assumption. I will bet you anything that while you're watching a quiet one, a noisy one will fucking kill you. <laughs> 
Suppose you're in a bar and one guy's sitting over on the side reading a book, not bothering anybody. Another guy's standing up at the front with a machete, banging it on the bar, saying, I'll kill the next motherfucker who comes in here. <laughs> who are you going to watch? <laughs> you're goddamn right. Lock him up and throw away the key. This is really stupid. Where are you going to throw the key? Right out in front of the jail? His friends will find it. How far can you throw a key? 50, 60 feet the most. Even if you lay it flat on its side like that and you scale it. What do you get? An extra 10 feet tops. This is a stupid idea. Needs to be completely rethought. Down the tubes. You hear that one a lot. People say, ah, the country is going down the tubes. What poops? <laughs> Have you seen any poops? Where are these tubes? And where do they go? And how come there's more than one tube? <laughs> it would seem to me, one country, one tube. What, does every state all of a sudden have to have its own tube now? <laughs> one tube is all I you need. <laughs> But a tube that big? Somebody would have seen it by now. Somebody would have said, hey, Joey, Joey, look at the fucking tube. Big ass fucking tube over here. You never hear that. You know why? No tubes. We don't have tube one. We are essentially tubeless. Takes the cake. You know, say, boy, he really takes the cake. Where? Where do you take a cake? To the movies? You know where I would take a cake? Down to the bakery to see the other cakes. And how come he takes the cake? How come he don't take the pie? Pie is easier to carry than the cake. Easy as pie. Hey, wait. Cake is not too hard to carry either. Piece of cake. The greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> so this is it, huh, folks? <laughs> Couple of hundred thousand years. Real quick to intervene now. If you notice what he does, like, you know, he says something, he's got all these questions about a particular phrase. Like, that's where I get that from. That's why I'm able to, like, listen for bullshit when people talk. When people try to change the language. I interject and I'm like, hold on, what do you mean by that? Like down the tubes, what tubes, where? How come nobody's seen it by now? Like, fuck you mean? Why is there only, what, everybody gets one tube? Now we just need one tube and I haven't seen one tube. What do you mean down the tubes? Like, like it's just a, a specified set of tubes I'm just supposed to readily reference when you mean, like, no, what tubes, motherfucker? Show me some goddamn tubes. This, this is where it comes from, man. Like, if you don't do this, like these people, this is funny because it's like novel to them. Like they like who sits around and dissects language like this? People who don't want to get bullshitted by a smooth talker. That's who. The fucking pyramids, for Christ's sakes! Panama Canal, the Great Wall of China, even a lava lamp. <laughs> to me, is greater than sliced bread. What's so great about sliced bread? You got a knife, you got a loaf of bread, slice the fucking thing! <laughs> and get on with your life. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do Out that, George. Walking the streets. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
Ah, you know, guy gets a parole. They say, now instead of being in prison, this guy is out walking the streets. How do we know? Ah. Maybe the guy's home banging the babysitter. Not everybody gets a parole is out walking the fucking streets. A lot of times they, they steal a car, you know. And we ought to be glad. Thank God he stole a car. At least he's not out walking the streets. Fine and dandy. <laughs> That's an old-fashioned one, isn't it, yeah? Say to a guy, how are you? He says, fine and dandy. <laughs> Not me. I never say that. You know how come? Because I'm never both of those things at the same time. <laughs> Sometimes I'm fine. Not dandy. <laughs> Close to dandy. Approaching dandy. In the vicinity dandy. of dandy. In the vicinity of dandyhood. Dandy. Not quite fully dandy. Other times, I am indeed highly dandy. However, not fine. One time, one time, 1965, August, for about an hour. I was both fine and dandy at the same time. But nobody asked me how I was. And I could have told him. I could have told him. I could have told him. I could have said to the person, fine and dandy, I consider it a lost opportunity. Walking papers. You know, guy gets fired. He said, geez, poor guy. Well, they give him his walking papers today. Did you ever get any walking papers? Hell no. Seriously? Believe me, in my life, I got fired a lot of times. You can tell. Never then, got any walking papers. And then to even be further petty on the walking paper, like what paper have you seen walking? Paper doesn't walk. The fuck walking paper? Like, hell no, I ain't never seen walking paper. Shit, I ain't never seen no standing paper, no sitting paper. I seen like construction paper, but it wasn't building shit. I've seen, like, iron-on transfer paper, but, you know, shit, I ain't never seen iron-off transfer paper. Like, you know, this is all just, I'm trying to just use a more a more lighter tone with George Carlin because he's cracking jokes and it's funny, but, like, he can take simple sentences that we've been saying fine and dandy, all these, these, uh, um, all these little cliches and whatnot that we've been using over time and, like, deliberately misinterpret them to do something silly but like he's using his power for good the left use their power to mutilate butcher children and to let criminals on the street and to fill up airplane to fill up airports and schools with illegal migrants and to just you know say and do whatever the fuck they want all the time that's you know taking a lighter approach and not being so rah 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 with it but that this 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 don't don't forget this ain't no all fucking fun just because you laughing at this nigga and shit don't mean I'm not I'm not gonna fuck your entertainment up at some point like nigga you, this is my shit okay never got a pink slip either you know what I would get a guy would come around to my desk and say get the fuck out of here You don't need paper for that. <laughs> it's like the riot act. <laughs>
The Riot Act. They keep telling you they're gonna read that to you. Have you heard this thing at all? Especially when you're a kid, they threaten you. You wait till your father comes home, he's gonna read you the Riot Act. Tell him I already read it myself. <laughs> and I didn't like it either. I consider it wordy and poorly thought out. He wants to read me something. How about the gentleman's guide to the golden age of blowjobs? <laughs> More than happy. I bet you say that sometimes, don't you? Once in a while, you say to somebody, Oh, I'd be more than happy to do that. How can you be more than happy? To me, this sounds like a dangerous mental condition. We had to put Dave in the mental home. He was... Whoa, more than happy. One more of these. In your own words. People say that to you. You know, when you hear that a lot in a classroom or in a courtroom, they'll say to you, tell us in your own words. Do you have your own words? Hey, I'm using the ones everybody else has been using. Next time they tell you to say something in your own words, say, Nick Flut Blarney Quando Flu. <laughs> Next time they tell you to say something in your own words. All right. Let's skip over. To, uh, What's his name? Sadistic Jesus. Oh, skeptical Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what the fuck he's talking about. Many of you know, I argue with a lot of people online. A lot. And I find a lot of the discourse revolves around misunderstanding of terms. And to be honest, this is a problem with the academic left. We tend to come up with obscure technical sociological terminology that confuses the layman. So I figure I'd make a quick video going over some of the lingo the left quick has used that's problematic video, video, quick and how video. it is so easily misinterpreted by the right. For starters, the term toxic masculinity. Upon first hearing it, a lot of people jump to the conclusion that the implication is that masculinity itself is what's toxic. They don't understand that toxic masculinity is not an attack on masculinity on a whole, but rather certain faulty stereotypes of masculinity that are actually just toxic personality traits. As a man in the Western world, you've probably quite often been subjected to social expectations that are generally antisocial and emotionally stunted. Things like men don't cry, uh, talking is for pussies, these things are not manly, they're just toxic. You can be very masculine without being antisocial. I would consider Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird to be a very good example of a masculine and assertive dude who doesn't rely on toxic stereotypes to project a false veneer of manhood. Atticus doesn't carry a gun or haul off and kick the shit out of the townsfolk. So unless you're willingfully ignorant, it's blatantly apparent that society has merged its expectations of manhood with some unnecessarily toxic traits. This is why most people would consider Rambo more manly than Atticus Finch, based on nothing but the fact that Rambo displays a more sociopathic disregard for human life. But people don't see it that way. They think any attempt to curb the toxic expectations is an attack on men in general. I feel like this misunderstanding could have been avoided if the term was something like toxic pathology. So it wasn't so gender specific. Because women have toxic social expectations as well. They just don't get as much attention because physical violent behaviors are more easily and immediately recognizable. If the term didn't single out male toxicity, there wouldn't be any perceived gender bias surrounding it. Next is the term white privilege. White people have a real knee-jerk reaction to this one. 
You seem to think that the implication is that all white people live these opulent lives floating through on a cloud. <laughs> the fact is that a white peer person, even if you're struggling, doesn't mean you're not still reaping the benefits of white privilege. Which, in my opinion, should have been called majority privilege. Because that's what it is. It isn't based on skin color specifically, but rather who is the majority controlling the state you are under. Chinese people have Chinese privilege in China. On average, they will be treated better by the local population than a foreigner would. The way Muslims are treated there is an example of this. White people are generally blind to their privilege because they don't have a first-hand grasp of how bad anybody else has it. Their white privilege only applies to you in a predominantly European demographic. And all it means is that on average you will face less discrimination based on your skin color. This is both demonstrable and intuitive. Not everyone is a racist. But the ones who are, aren't likely to target you because they think you're on the same team. White privilege is a minority disadvantage, but because they term it based on skin color, white Caucasians tend to think it's an attack on them, or an implication that they don't face any struggles at all. That's not what it means. It just means that minorities in your country are, on average, more likely to face discrimination than you are. Nothing about that negates or diminishes the struggles you have faced as a white person. If you're poor, you still have more in common with these minorities than you do with rich people of the same color. Believe all women is another problematic term. People take it literally as if women are above reproach. What it actually means is that when a woman makes a complaint that it should be taken seriously, just as seriously as any other crime reported by any other person. Yeah, well, good to see that my guy here has, um, you know, He's taking the time to kind of boil this shit down and think about it a lot, you know. And I agree with what he says, like, but you know, they, these things are problematic is because <clears throat> the the like toxic masculinity and white privilege and um, you know, believe all women. These are tropes, okay. And it's not meant to be taken literally. It's 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 quite in in fact, it's meant for the opposite. Like they don't want to attach a hard concrete definition to it they don't want that shit to be something quickly referenceable they want it to be ambiguous and they want it to be subject to interpretation and shit so they can bend and morph and modify it when they need to when they say believe all women like it's so what you don't believe all women say i don't believe all people okay you know and it's not because women are more dishonest than men or men are more inherently dishonest. it's because motherfuckers lie i lie everybody lies at some point i don't give a fuck who you are a nun lies at some point okay the goddamn pope lies it is what it is so i can't be preoccupied with people lying as much as i need to be preoccupied with my ability to detect bullshit you know and when, and, and normally when things get boiled down into a trope like that like how they did governor DeSantis, don't say gay even though nothing in the bill was suggesting that nobody says gay. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know it, man. Yes, everybody lies, man. Yeah, I'm up here at the library. Somebody can hear my conversation. And he's like, saying, everybody lies, man. That's why, you know, this, which is why, like, when I say it's an attack on language, it's like people are trying to modify the language to make it easier to lie to you. Because, one, they think you're stupid. 
And two, they hope you don't never ask the questions like how George Collins said, like down to what tubes? They hear they expect you to hear tubes and just be like, oh, well, there's some tubes somewhere. They wouldn't lie about the fuck tubes, would they? It's like, yes, 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 they would. People would lie about anything if they believed it would bring them a step closer to their desired outcome. And the lying ain't necessarily an attack on language. Like if a motherfucker lies and you sh- doesn't use deceptive language, but he just deceives you, you know, just takes advantage of what you do and don't know. That's one thing. But when motherfuckers start changing the actual meaning of words or inventing them or redefining or removing words completely based on their own perception of how they think things should be, that's dangerous because now we can't talk. We can't have a discussion. Like I can I can I can accept the fact that people gonna lie. But like if the words that that lie is based on have no are not concrete, they have no foundation, then like there's no realm in which anything could be taken seriously because there's nothing to reference. There's no home base among the language. I just got to hope that you saying something like, you know, you say toxic masculinity. I seen Jordan Peterson ask it, what does that mean? What do you mean exactly by toxic masculinity? And then she wanted to fall back and talk about how her English wasn't that good. But it's like, but what do you mean when you say it? What the hell was you trying to convey when you said toxic masculinity? You know, when you start hearing all these propagandist tropes and these phrases and shit, they're there to avoid the the task of having to be thorough and explain what you mean. Like, you can just say, believe all women. And when I hear I believe all women, it's like, what, am I supposed to know that you mean, well, not every single woman, just the majority of women or give women the benefit of the doubt? No. Because you can't surmise that just from believe all women. If you take that at face value, that means if a woman told me that she was Jesus Christ, I should just believe it. Because she's a part of all women. And where's the believe all men trope? Where's that one? Oh, you can't believe all men because masculinity is toxic. But you didn't mean masculinity was toxic. You just meant some of the things that men do are are toxic, not not masculinity. But how do we know that? Because nobody wants to take the time and critically think about anything. Nobody wants to dissect any phrase. They want everything to be bite-sized and handheld and, and succinct. And that's cool Like if you only got a couple minutes to talk. But like these are not couple-minute conversations. These are conversations that have huge implications if the conversation goes south or goes away. It's not supposed to go. You know, thanks a lot for Skeptical Jesus. You know, I, I shout out for that little excerpt. You know, it was good. But, um, you know, the language is under attack. The culture is under attack. That's why things don't mean what they meant before. Like, that's why they want you to forget your history. That's why they don't, they want to remove, they want to over convenience your life. So you have no semblance of struggle. You have no identity and no sense of character and, and who you are figuratively, figuratively and quite literally dissolves into obscurity. You're nothing because you're not given the opportunity to, to, to use words with meaning and like have substantial dialogue because every fucking deep topic, every topic of substance has been reduced to some chant, some mantra. Oh, black lives matter. Believe all women, toxic masculinity, um, um, fat phobia, trans rights matter. Like this is like fourth grade, not even like, this is what people who they used to say, if you swear a lot, you don't have good linguistic skills. This is the complete fucking opposite for me. It's only like six, seven swear words. I've got hundreds of thousands of words to put behind that shit. So like, yeah, whatever. You can't bullshit me. If I don't know what a word means, I look at the fuck up. 
which is why I'm able to explain. You, you can't bullshit me with the language. It's just not happening. So, unfortunately, we're probably going to have to go heads up against the attack on language several more times because it's a never-ending battle because people are trying to destroy the fabric. Everything that was built to this day is, is trying to be destroyed because if we remember where we came from and what we did, like we would never let this shit happen. Any sane, rational human being who knows the history of this country, the history of of of, of humanity in, in, in the Western world in particular, if you know your history, you know the founding fathers warned about these kind of things. And now that we got all this technological advancement, all this convenience and all this language modification, it's very hard to ground yourself. And it causes division and people tend to identify and be against one another. When they're actually fighting for the same thing or they actually oppose the same thing. But since nobody has the time or the attention span or the energy to explain or digest any topic, this is what the fuck we're left with. As I always say, keep your eyes open. Always be ready to defend the attack against language and fucking ask questions. Don't let somebody bullshit you out your shoes. Because if they do it to you, I'm going to do it to you. And I'll feel nothing about it. It's immoral to not take money from a sucker. Don't be a sucker. You keep your shoes.